Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All righty, guys. All Facts Media is here. We are happy to be joined by former Niagara Purple Eagles guard and the newest Notre Dame fighting Irish guard, Marcus Hammond. Man, Marcus, thank you for joining us today, man. No problem, man. Thank you, guys. No doubt, man. So, as you guys know, man, this is another episode of the Auto Bit, man. Before we get into the interview with Marcus, man, we want to encourage all you guys to please like this podcast, give us a rating, tell a friend to tell a friend. It does go a long way in getting this podcast out to people who need to hear it, man. That was our guy, Pull Up Tay, on the intro. He's also going to be taking us out on the outro, man. Make sure you guys stream his music ASAP, man, one of the hottest artists out of the DMV. But, man, nonetheless, man, like I said, man, we have a treat today, man. We are... Had a little Mac reunion right here, man. Obviously, you know, me and Ace had a chance to uh, play against Marcus back when he was, I think, a freshman, right? At, at Niagara, and we were seniors at Quinnipiac, man. And uh, shoot, man, he's obviously now, you know, one of the best players in the Mac, man. Just announced his commitment to Notre Dame. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it, man. First of all, man, you know, congrats on, on Notre Dame, man. That's definitely uh, a big-time move, and so we're definitely happy, happy for you, man. But I kind of want to know, man, like, what was it about Notre Dame? What was it about Mike Bray? Um, that made you want to call the Fighting Irish your home for next season? Yeah, for sure. You know, through the calls, I was starting to, like, you know, get a, a great vibe from Coach White and Coach Bray and, you know, just getting more confidence in them, like what they were telling me, you know, and what I could see myself doing there. But, you know, I felt like that visit was, like, very important. I, I kind of knew coming into that visit that that might be the place I want to go. But, you know, when I got on that visit, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, just seeing the campus, just seeing the team, my teammates, you know, just how it's like a family oriented thing. You know, everybody's close. You know, it's just it's just all love over there, man. Now, for Notre Dame fans who might not have watched too much Niagara basketball last season, man, describe your game um, and, you know, to describe, you know, what you plan to bring to the table next year at Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, I, I, well, now this is going to be my fifth year in college, so I'm definitely experienced, you know. I'm, I'm ready to, you know, when I'm ready to get to the tournament, you know, they already, you know, been doing that. They were just second in the ACC last year. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, come on board and, and do that. But, yeah, you just – I feel like playmaking, you know. I'm going to come in, you know, different games might need different things for me, you know. Might need me to have a lot of assists that game. Might need me to score the next game. So, whatever whatever is needed from me, I'm ready. Now, can I talk about your recruiting process um, a bit? I mean, like, what, what were some of the other schools that kind of reached out to you? And then what ended up being the, the deciding factor that separated Notre Dame from some of the other schools that I know reached out to you? Yeah, uh, at the start of the process, you know, it was just a lot of coaches calling from different places, you know, some some were really interested, some weren't. They were just, you know, flirting. Yeah. But, like, when I got down to the, to the meat of it, uh, like, it was you know, Georgetown, Notre Dame, Rutgers, and Kansas State. That was basically, like, my top four, you know, and 
yeah, that was basically like my my top four. But yeah, um, Georgetown, I really liked it. You know, I really liked it. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go to Kansas State, and then Rutgers, somebody had committed, so that was that. Was, so basically, I was down in three, and I was really like, you know, your name when I went on that visit. Hey man, you, you hurt my heart, man. You know, two two DMV guys, man, telling right. Georgetown's on that list, man. I know they they definitely could have used you, man. So you you hurting the heart, man. You hurting the heart, man. Nah, that's a great place for sure. Um, now next year you're gonna be playing with JJ Starling, who's a five star guard coming into Notre Dame as a freshman. I mean, you know, what are you looking forward to as far as joining him in the backcourt? Obviously, you know, Mike Braves has had some great guards this year with Planet Hub and, and Blake Wesley and those guys. I mean, you know, what, how do you see you and him kind of meshing together? Did, did Mike Bray kind of talk to you about that at all? And you know, what are you looking forward to next year? Um, going into and play, playing with a guard like that? Yeah, for sure. No, JJ, he's a great player. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't meet him yet, but yeah, I like. You know, I, I heard that he's like, well, obviously he's McDonald's All-American, you know, got all the accolades, but I just know he's a, he's a great player, you know, really good at playmaking, really good at scoring. But yeah, um, Coach Bray touched on it a little bit with all the guys. Like it wasn't, it wasn't no one like specifically he, he pointed out, but he just like sprinkled ideas and thoughts about, you know, everybody. And I was like, yeah, like all these guys could, you know, get busy at any given time. So it's just going to be great playing with them. But Especially JJ, you know, because he was a freshman, so I feel like I I got a lot, you know, experience and stuff that I can like teach him, you know. So I'm just ready to get on campus and meet everybody. But yeah, I feel like we definitely gonna bond. Now Ace mentioned uh, Blake Wesley, who obviously uh, has has decided to go and enter the draft. Um, I believe Prentice Hub is a senior. I'm not sure if he's announced if he's gonna come back next year or not. Okay, he's going too. So. Um, obviously, you 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 got they, they they have a kind of big shoes to fill uh, in the backcourt this year at Notre Dame. Uh, what did Coach Bray kind of talk to you about? You know what what your role is going to be and kind of how you can contribute to the team next year. Yeah, you know, just you know coming in, you know, filling in for you know like like the guys you just mentioned, like you know he talked about Prentice leaving, um, talked about how Blake's in the draft. And he, he told me he like he was like honestly he was like if if one of those guys stayed. It would be no point of you like of me recruiting you because I I like to let my guards play a lot. So he's like he wouldn't he wouldn't put me in that situation where I would have to come in and and they, those guys are still there. So he's he's like, man, like I want you to come in and play. So that was like another big thing that like I wouldn't go there where where you know I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be there. You know, I was I was always looking for a place where you know I'm gonna come in. You know, I might not you know have this average the same numbers. I know that my assists definitely gonna go up, but. You know, I'm just I'm looking for a place where you know I can play on a higher level, and you know win games, make it to the tournament. Now I want to rewind a little bit, man, because your journey is something that is really unique. I mean, you went from not having a single Division One scholarship offer to being somebody that was a three-time All-Mac selection, two-time first-team All-Mac. I mean, talk to me about a little bit, you know, from 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 that point, man, when you were um, at Cardozo uh, in, in New York, man, and you know not having any offers in from Niagara, Niagara to come be the only school to offer you, and then you know four years later you're sitting here. I believe you were the leading scorer in the MAC or second leading scorer in the MAC, but you know, three-time All-Conference selection, man. I mean, talk to me a little bit, you know, about that journey and what, what that was like for you over the years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> like growing up, like I kind of had my growth spurt, spurt, um, spurt late. So I was still, I still probably grew like an inch or two in college, but like in high school, I was always like in the five feet, like five, seven to like five eleven range. I was in that, but like the uncle said, you came in at like five four as a freshman or something like that. Yeah, some uh, I don't know if I don't know if I was that short, but I, I know I, <laughs> I know I wasn't that tall. But yeah, like like my senior year, I knew like something had to happen for me, you know, 
Like, I, I just wanted, I was, it's been a dream of mine. Everybody's dream to go Division One, But sometimes I, I was like, oh, what if this don't happen, you know? I mean, I really thought about that, but it's def it definitely crossed my mind. But, you know, when I got that offer to Niagara, I kind of almost made a mistake too because I didn't even commit. Like, I was just, I was holding out. Like, a lot of these young kids, if y'all watching this, like, if, if you don't have got a lot of offers, man, don't be holding out like that, you know? It's, it's a blessing to have an offer, man. Go there, get your education and play ball, you know? But, yeah, like I was saying, like, I was holding out, thinking, like, some other stuff was going to come, but it didn't. And luckily, you know, when I called Coach, he, he still had the offer away from me. So that was a blessing. But, yeah, like, even going to Niagara, like, when I first um, committed, like, there was blogs and, like, the fans were, like, killing me. They was like, why are we recruiting this little kid? You know, we don't need another guard. We don't need another short kid. So they were just, just going off. But full circle now, like, they love me. So it was just cool, that whole process. Hey, man, that's a funny story, man. You talk about that Niagara offer and, uh, and, and waiting, man. It's crazy because me, <laughs> me, me and Ace were kind of in that same predicament. Our senior year of high school, man, Niagara offered us in literally June of our senior year. So, yeah. like, the year is already over, almost going to the summer. And we had a choice to make, you know, whether we were going to go there after our senior year or whether we were going to go to Putnam Science Academy and play our prep year. And um, obviously, we ended up deciding to, to go play prep basketball, man. But this is when Coach Casey was still there at Niagara. So, I mean, we went up there and visited. Who went up there with, uh, with Matt and all them boys? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, almost Purple Eagles, man. You know, but obviously we ended up going to Quinnipiac, man. But I got to ask you, man, like, I remember when I was a senior and uh, we, we we played against you, man. I'm looking at you. And I'm like, yo, this dude is tiny, yo. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, like, but you was like, obviously you only average five freshman year, but next year you go to 14 points per game. So, yo, how's this dude doing this, yo? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you would think, you would think like, all right, man, you know, the, the physicality is going to get to him and things like that. Like, I know you probably heard that your entire basketball career. So, like, every, every for you, game, man. I had, I had people on the other side looking at me, like, during warm-ups. Yeah. Like, you could, just, you could just feel, like, people looking at you. Like, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I want you to kind of, like, talk about that a little, man. Like, like, what has that been like for you, man? I know that kind of gives you kind of, like, a chip on the shoulder. But, I mean, also, I feel like, uh, for a guy, obviously, like you just averaged 18 this last year, so it ain't like you know, what I'm saying like, like you, you giving it up too, you know, what I'm saying so. Like, just talk about that, man. Like, especially when you first came to college, kind of how did you kind of battle with that, man? Like, being that yeah. small and still being able to kind of produce, yeah, for sure. But, like, um, like when I first got there, it was kind of like, like, weights were embarrassing for me, you know, like I didn't really know how to lift, so like. Sometimes I would just stand in the back, like, yeah, I got it, man. I ain't, <laughs> like, I ain't trying to go up there and, like, uh, can't even get it up. And everybody, so I was like, sometimes I wouldn't even, like, I would just stand in the back, let everybody finish. And then after, after everybody left, then I would, like, lift. But yeah, like, it was to a point where I had to start off with, like, 25 fleets on each side, like, benching wise coming in. Like, it was, like, I didn't really know anything to do. But, like, and then um, as far as, like, the basketball part, uh, I, they was thinking about uh, redshirting me, but it, it never got back to me, but it was just like, you know, conversations to the staff, but, you know, good thing it didn't, you know, come to me, so, and that kind of worked in my favor, so. And, and you, Drew mentioned a little bit, man, but you went from averaging about six points a game your freshman year to your sophomore year, you averaged 14 a game, you were first team all Mac. I mean, what happened between that first summer and that second summer? Obviously, the coaching change happened with, with Coach Casey getting, getting fired, and then bringing in first it was Coach Beeline and possibly assistant, and then obviously uh, Paul became the head coach. But 
Talk to me a little bit about, you know, that jump from your freshman year to sophomore year. What was that transition like for you? You know, and how are you able to, to go from, you know, that, that your freshman season to where your sophomore year, you were one of the best players in the MAC? Yeah, for sure. Like, starting out, starting my freshman year, I wasn't really playing too well. You know, so coach started, stopped playing on me. And uh, we had all Mac. Well, he was he was definitely on his way to um, all Mac James Towns. He yeah. was definitely, was, uh, that's like my big bro. Like, he had, um he was having a great year, but, you know, like, uh, it's just, you know, stuff happened, you know, and, you know, it's kind of changed, but that's when I started playing a lot. And I had a lot of momentum towards the end of the year. Like, I want to say, like, when we got kind of in towards Mac play, I started, you know, pick it up a little bit. And that's where the 5.8 points came from. Because if it was just based off the first half of the season, I probably averaged, like, one or two points. But, like, it was a point. And then I just started picking it up. And then that flew all the way to the max. Even though we lost, you know, uh, me and my, my roommate, Raheem, we, we had great games. And that confidence just built it over and carried over into the next year. And then when they had to change, it was like a whole clean slate, like a whole new team. So it was like Marv's gone, James gone, Khalid's gone, CD's gone, Dom's gone. It's like it's time for somebody to step up. So, you know, I was given the opportunity and I'm grateful. Now, I also want to talk about, man, obviously you mentioned, you know, that year you averaged 14, you were first team all Mac. And the kind of your junior year, it was a little bit of a dip. You kind of like, your, your number dipped a little bit in field goal percentage, three-point percentage. Yeah. And then you kind of take it back up to 18 points per game this year, kind of. What happened in, 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 in between your junior year that kind of caused you to kind of dip a little bit? And then kind of, what did you do kind of to adjust and then be able to get back on track, you know, for your senior season? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I didn't adjust well my junior year to, like, all right, so sophomore year, I started off like, okay, that kid is good, but he's not like the focal point. But then at the end of the year, okay, he's, he's the focal point of the team. But now it's different when the, when you starting off the whole season with like, yo, you're at the top of the scouting report. Right. So it's like, I feel like I didn't do, I didn't do a good job of, you know, like taking that into account and like, like really thinking about like, all right, like, you know, you're on the top of the scouting report. Like, you know, they're going to do things differently to you. They're gonna play. They're gonna play you differently. So like, like be mentally prepared for that. I feel like I was just going into the game, just going into the game, and I struggled that year like a lot, you know. And I feel like I let one bad game carry over to another, and just kept going, and kept going, and kept going. So, you know, ultimately, I mean, I, I feel like it was a point where, you know, that year I should have, you know, kind of like, all right, my shots not going. Let me like start getting. I mean, I averaged three assists that year. I feel like at a point it should have got up like to about like five, like seeing the way I was playing offensively. I was like, you know what, since they're going to have so much attention on me, instead of forcing it, you know, let me just like keep hopping it. But, you know, I, I, did, I didn't do that, but, you know, I kind of learned from it and, you know, carry that over to this year. Yeah. Now, I mean, kind of building on that, obviously being somebody on top of the scout every night, I mean, I know your coach Greg Paul talked about that, you know, all the time, but how, Teams are game planning to stop you, and, and every every night, you know, having to go out and, and, and have teams, you know, attacking your ball screen a certain way or loading up to the ball in your isos. I mean, you know, what has that been like? What have you learned playing against, you know, those type of defenses, you know, over the over the past few years? How do you think it's gonna help you, you know, heading into the ACC next year? Yeah, for sure. I feel like all of this made me a, a better player. Like I wasn't doing, I mean, I was doing a glimpse of this in high school, but I feel like I'm a way better player now than I was in high school. Way better player. Like each year I feel like I got better. And I feel like all these, like, 
the different things the defense is doing to me. It just made me a better playmaker. It made me a better scorer. Like, I, I, I was rarely going, like, ISOs in high school. It was a lot of, like, ball screens or, like, catch and shoot. Like, now, now I can, like, get my own bucket. I can create myself and others. So I feel like, in a sense, it made me better because knowing that what's coming, I prepared differently and, and like, on my own. But I was working out on my own, working out, you know, with a coach. It was just, like, it was – it actually helped my game, improved my game. So it definitely helped me. Now, what do you have to say to the people maybe say, oh, he's he's too small to play in the ACC. ACC is the best conference in the country. It's, you, know, you got UNC, for example, you playing against, you know, Armando Baycott to the world and those, all those big boys down there in the pay, man. Like, what do you have to say to people like that uh, who may, who might still doubt you despite what you've been able to accomplish already to this point? Yeah, sure. I mean, you got to take into account that when you go to Notre Dame, you know, one of the best schools in the country, you're going to have, like, different facilities, different resources. Like, once I get – a chance to, you know, use that, use the facilities, you know, the nutrition, the different trainers, the, the weightlifting program. It, it's, it's different than, you know, being here at Niagara. You know, this is a mid-major school, and everybody knows that mid-majors, it's, not, it's just not the same, like, resources-wise. Like, like, you don't have the same facilities. You don't have the same meal plan. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, out, of, it's out of their control. You know, as, as much as they want to try, it's out of their control. There's so much you can do with the limited amount of, you know, funds and stuff you get. It just it just is what it is. But I feel like going to, to a school like that, like I'm gonna have everything I need in one place, in one building. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be good for sure. Now kind of kind of building upon that, I want to ask a follow-up. What are some of the things that you're trying to add to your game this summer and all season? Like a lot of things that you pinpoint like, all right man, like these are some things that we gotta focus on going into the offseason in order to prepare me for that for that next step. Yeah, for sure. Probably just like tightening up my ball handling, you know, and getting better on the defensive end. You know, getting getting better on catch and shoot because I'm gonna have a team of guys that's very unselfish. You know, you know, I might not be you know the top discount for every game. You know, it could be a different guy every game. So now I can play off of other people. So it's gonna be fun to do that. But yeah, like I said, you know, just tightening up ball handling, getting stronger getting better on, on the defensive side of the ball. Because, you know, like you said, those guys are going to be physical in that conference. So a lot of stuff that I may have got away with here, I might not get away with there. So, you know, just, just put my head down and just lock in. Now, I want to ask you, man, because obviously with this era of the transfer portal, like um, I read an article in your high school coach, uh, Ron Naclerio, I hope I pronounced the name right. Uh, he was saying that, to watch your college career, he was getting called all the time. Like, yo, man, if you put the name in the portal, like, you know what I'm saying, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll take him, you know, this year. Um, and obviously, this is back, you know, sophomore, junior year. So, I mean, why do you stay at Niagara, man? I mean, you, you had opportunities to leave. Obviously, last year, the one-time transfer rule was a thing. And you could have left at the last season and, and, and probably got a bunch of higher-level schools as you did this year. But, you know, why did you eventually – why did you um, ultimately elect to stay um, at Niagara? Uh, I just felt like – so – Probably, like, I would have never left last year because, you know, the, the year I had. So that wasn't even in the thought. But probably, like, my sophomore, that's, that's probably the year I heard a lot. I mean, my freshman year, because of the coaching change, you know, different people were saying, but I was like, ah, I don't want to go nowhere. You know, I don't I, – I didn't really, like – but now now that I see, like, if you're a freshman, you average five points, you can still get looks, which I didn't know. <laughs> but – just because you're a freshman and they see like you can do certain stuff. But um as a sophomore, that's probably the year that a lot of the most people was telling me to, to go. But it was like uh, you know, my dad, 
he kind of like, like, yo, just if you're going to start something, finish it out. Like, he was big on, like, loyalty and everything like that. And, you know, just, you know, just doing something special for Niagara. You know, I didn't get a chance to, you know, win a Mac, but that's what I really, you know, wanted to do. But I feel like, you know, I feel like it was good for me, you know, just staying all four years, you know, just staying with the program, sticking with it, you know. Yeah, man, I got to ask you this, man, because um, <clears throat> in the last couple of days, couple of weeks, man, I've seen a lot of dudes and a lot of Twitter posts talk about these NIL dudes, man. Homie from uh, Kansas State, Nigel Peck, just got 800000 She wait, talking about he's going to get $2 million at Kentucky. For you, like, when you think about you going to play in, in, in Notre Dame and the ACC, you know, in the Power Five Conference, you know, TV revenue, all that kind of stuff, like, um, are you excited about that, man? These uh, NIL opportunities, have you discussed that with – Coach Brad on the kind of being able to open up some NIL opportunities for you, you know, as a transfer coming in, a guy who's already has, you know, um, uh, extensive college basketball resume. And, you know, now you're coming into the ACC, like there's going to be a plethora of opportunities now for guys to legally make money through NIL. Um, yeah. Have you talked about that with Coach Brad on kind of any opportunities that may be able to uh, come your way? Yeah, it specifically wasn't Coach Bray. It was um, one of the, the media people from the school. Mm-hmm. Her name was Rachel, but yeah, like they got so much staff that, like, what he what he um talks to me about is strictly like basketball, right. everything else like they'll talk to me about. But like, yeah, like she was saying, like you know they'll be able to help, you know everybody get deals and stuff. But <clears throat> like it helps if you're producing, like you know you know like the more you produce on on that stage, like you're obviously gonna get more opportunities. So. You know, that helps, but definitely is going to, they're definitely going to be, you know, working hard for us. And, but they also said that it's our, our option, our, our choice. If we want to pursue, you know, deals, like they're not going to force us, but, you know, definitely, I'm definitely planning on, you know, trying to get a couple deals. I got to ask you, man, just looking back, because like Drew said, me and Drew visited Niagara, you know, we ended up going up there like in like June. So it wasn't too many people on campus up there in Buffalo, but, what what are they doing in Buffalo, man? Like, what what was y'all doing up there for fun, man? I, I know up there, out there, it's, it's snowing most of the year, man. I was like, yo, I, I don't know if I could make it up here in the winter. Like, what was y'all doing over there? Like, what was campus life like, man? I mean, just talk to me a little about what, what the atmosphere was like <coughs> up, there, up there in Buffalo, man. I mean, it, it's definitely different. Definitely different than what me and a lot of people are used to, you know, being in a city life from the city. So, a lot of fast pace. But, like, when you come up here, it's kind of, like, slowed down. It's like... A lot of things close, you know, quite early than it does in the city. But like it took me, it took me no time to get used to it. You know, I'm not a person that like likes to be outside all the time. So like, I'm I'm definitely a homebody. But you know, every now and then I'll go out. But like, I mean, we we just like the one thing I can say though is like every team I've had here, like we bonded so crazy. Like we made the best out of everything. Like whatever we were doing, we made fun out of it. Like whatever, whether we were chilling in apartments, chilling in somebody's dorm room, go to bowling, go out somewhere. Like we made it fun, so it didn't even matter where we were at, bro. As long as we were with each other. I mean, I I, I got a cool uh, question. I got to ask you, man, the backstory, man. And uh, before I before I give you the whole backstory and lay it all out, man, I'm gonna just say, man, look, you know, we on the podcast, so I'm I'm gonna need you to be honest here. You know what I'm saying? We need the nitty gritty here, right? So here's the backstory, right? So I'm on the uh, the Monmouth podcast, and this is yeah. we're doing a, a Mac preview for the Mac tournament. We're going through the whole Mac tournament bracket, talking about seeds, matchups, and obviously you guys faced Monmouth uh, yeah. in that first uh, round, quarterfinal round of the Mac tournament. 
So, you know, obviously me and uh, East, you know, um, we were Quinnipiac guys. So I was kind of reporting on Quinnipiac. And uh, the Monmouth guys were telling me, man, they're like, yeah, man, you know, uh, we're playing Niagara in the first round. And, uh, man, every time we play Niagara, Marcus Hammond absolutely does it to us because he said, because I feel like, you know, in, in high school, they said that you really wanted to come to Monmouth. You know, you came on campus, you visited the school, you know, you were up there, like, you really want to come to Monmouth. And apparently, I guess it, it you know, didn't happen. King Rice didn't offer you, whatever it may be. Um, and they said that every time you played Monmouth after that, you just torched them, you know, because it was like, yeah, like, y'all ain't, ain't want to take me. All right, bet. I got something <laughs> for y'all. And it kind of reminded me of a story, man, because I obviously went to Quinnipiac. And I know you you remember E.J. Crawford that went to Iona. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's a Connecticut kid, Hartford born and raised. Like, he was begging to come to Quinnipiac. And I always that Coach Moore, like, I don't know if they, they, they didn't offer him and they went too late to offer him. Obviously, he goes to, to Iona, wins three match championships, kind of the rest of history. Obviously, we, we, we blew that one. But I want to know for you, man, like, was there any extra motivation for you when you played Mom? Like, yeah, like, I'm going to really get at these boys because y'all should have took me in high school. Like, and, you know, is, is there any truth to that? Yeah, well, I wasn't really offered by them. It was just – I was just always with um uh, a teammate, and, and like, he's, like, a big brother of mine. Y'all know him, uh, Ray Sonny. Yeah. So, like, when he was, like – he would, like, go to visit um, him and um Billy – would like bring me up there with with them like just to like see how it is like being offered like how division one campus is how like how just how it is because I, I wasn't really being recruited like I said so they were just trying to like show me the ropes so I would I would come up there I think I went up there twice I went up there when he committed and then I went up there for like um what's it called like the, the midnight madness mm-hmm. like every time I would go up there I would try to like shoot around on the hoops and stuff and it was just it was dope though. I'm mean, um, but yeah, I never got the offer, and I was like, I, I was kind of like, like damn man, damn offer me. <laughs> like I, I was figuring like I was figuring like after I had the Niagara offer first, that they would follow up and offer, but they didn't offer me, so I was like, wow, that's cool. But then yeah, I definitely it was definitely some added motivation. Not even gonna lie, <laughs> definitely. That's real. That's real. Now you you mentioned you and Ray Sonny. I went. I was on some Instagram. I saw a picture. From like way back in the day, it was you and Tyson Walker. For you, I mean, y'all were like, y'all was. I don't even know how old y'all was, but obviously it was like, um, it was like a freshman high school. That was freshman year of high school. Yeah, we were small. Wow, yo, them dudes were like they was like twelve years old. Yeah, I seen that picture. <laughs> now, are, are, are you and him like super close, or are, are you guys um like do you guys keep in contact like uh, nowadays? Yeah, for sure. That's 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 my bro. He's a he's a good dude. Yeah, sure. I remember. Uh, obviously, he, he he made a similar jump last year. Or last year, going from Northeastern to Michigan State, and obviously this year, you know, he, he kind of you know there, there were times where he played well, times where he, where he took his lumps. I mean, he spoke to him at all, you know, about kind of that, that process and what that was like. And you know, if if so, um, if, if he was able to give you any advice, what was it? Or, or you know, if not, I mean, what did you kind of learn from just kind of looking and seeing how his process went as, as far as you know what you, what you can expect going into your process next year? Yeah, for sure. He called me. I mean, we called each other, but like, like called me like once I was in the portal you know just tell me like what to ask you know what to look for you know like things to watch out for things that you should see if, if they do this then you don't really really want to mess with that if they say something like this you don't really want to mess with that so yeah he definitely helped me with the, with with the process you know um it was just just like a lot of my friends that like like did that made the jump like they all tried to like give me advice you know just to make maybe they made a mistake here and there that they regret that they they don't want me to make. But yeah, 
he definitely definitely reached out. I called him a couple of times and we, we definitely chopping up. When we on the phone, we probably on the phone for like twenty five minutes and then, you know. But yeah, it's never it's never like no short conversation unless one of us got something to do. But yeah, it's always like in depth conversation, you know, just like because like he he's he had a full he has a full year on his belt, you know, with that level. So, you know, just asking questions, you know, just the whole thing. Now, my last question, man. Obviously, you know you're a you're a New York guy, man, and uh, I don't know, you know who who you root for in basketball, man. But obviously, last night the Nets just got swept out of the playoffs from the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you your thoughts on that, man. Like, what's what's your take on that, man? Nah, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big uh, fan of just basketball in general. Like, I'm a LeBron fan, so I can't really be this. So um, this year, but like whatever team he goes to, I'll go. But if it comes down to a second team, I'm definitely like I don't like not like a diehard fan, but like I definitely root for the Knicks. You know, my dad's been watching the Knicks since I was wasn't even born yet. I I used to hate on the Knicks, <laughs> even though they still not winning. I st- like I'm starting to like you know find that love for them. You know, just New New York home, so I definitely root for the Knicks. Nothing that's the so what's that? What's that dynamic like in New York? Because I was wondering, like, the people in New York root for the like the Nets? Because obviously they were originally in Jersey, like. So for New Yorkers, have any of you guys or people you know that like, have kind of adopted the Nets as like their, their team, or are y'all kind of like nah, beat it? Like if you if you really from the city, you're gonna be a Knicks fan. You are from Brooklyn, or you're only like Manhattan? I'm no, just in general, like New York City, you're gonna or, be like if if you if you were here your whole life, you're gonna be a Knicks fan. I mean, it, it, those those Nets fans is usually I definitely would say Brooklyn people or like people that don't live in the city. Are like Brooklyn fans, but like if you're really from the city, you're a Knicks fan. You got it. If, even if you're not a Knicks fan, you, you definitely gonna want the Knicks to win more than the Nets. You know, just being that they like that's the city's team right there. Okay, respect, respect, yeah. respect. Hey man, well I'm glad you finally cleared that up, man. Like like Drew said, man, definitely um congrats on the on the commitment, man. Definitely super proud of you. Been able to watch you over the past couple of years, man. You're gonna be watching next year. Hopefully we can we can go in here again, man, next year. Um, before season or during the season, man, talk about how, how, how you're turning ACC up. Got you, guys. Appreciate you, man. Take your best shot. I'm going to take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. You beating on me? I can tell. It's time to get a check, boy. Check, boy. You on the sideline. You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You beating on me? I can tell. What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'm going to take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.